2: george rodriguez
0: howdy 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 my friends george rodriguez el conservador talking to you on this saturday march 20th brought to you courtesy of border hawk news thank you very much for joining us today my friends we've got a jam-packed show as usual uh lots of things have been happening uh here at the border as well as in washington dc that affect the border obviously and um we've got uh, we've got some great guests uh, to, this week, I wanted to concentrate on uh, local law enforcement folks that are being impacted by, on by the uh, by, by the situation with the um, uh, with the border, and uh, specifically a, uh, a, a a proposal by the ACLU to uh, for the Biden administration to do away with the 287G program, which is the program that allows local law enforcement to uh, detain uh a- a- illegal alien criminals and then turn them over to the uh to ICE well apparently uh, again we've got uh, the the defund the police movement we've got uh uh folks we've got uh DAs like the one in in uh, Los Angeles that are uh letting uh criminals uh off off the hook uh pardoning them decriminalizing uh, all sorts of crimes and now we've got the ACLU proposing that illegal alien crime uh, criminals be released that they don't not be detained and that they not be turned over to ICE incredible my friends I'm not sure exactly uh, what is going through the mind of these folks let me tell you who we've got we've got uh, we've got uh, three sheriffs with us today um, first of all but but we also have uh, Todd Benzman our uh, reg- one of our regular guests uh, from the Center for Immigration Studies. He's going to be chatting with us about uh, his latest article and uh, the situation uh, there on the border as he has been uh, monitoring it. But then we also have, um, we've got three uh, great sheriffs in my book. We've got uh, Sheriff uh, uh, Chuck Jenkins from, uh, from, from uh, Frederick County, Maryland. We've got uh, Sheriff um, Jeff Galler from uh, Hartford County, uh, Maryland. And uh, we've got uh, Sheriff A.J. Lauderback, my good buddy, uh, A.J. Lauderback from uh, here in Jackson County, Texas. And all three sheriffs, well, all three sheriffs, I've met them, I've chatted with them, I've become good friends with them. All three sheriffs, my friends, uh, will be talking to us about the impact of illegal immigration in their backyard, plus... What will happen if uh, the Biden administration does terminate this uh, program uh, of working with ICE? I mean, it's it, it it, it's insanity. It is absolute insanity. Um, we, we must, my friends, we've got to do something about that. All right, so what else has been happening besides that uh, cra- crazy proposal? Well, um, believe it or not, the uh, Border Patrol is going to be censored now. Uh, by the Biden administration. The Biden administration is censoring the Border Patrol agents to avoid the, the, the border crisis from being tro- told uh, the truth. A lot of the Border Patrol agents, uh, courtesy of the of the cams that they carry, have been documenting the, uh, the crisis on the border. Well, of course, the Biden administration doesn't believe that there's a crisis. So what they've done is cracked down on the Border Patrol and told them that they cannot, they cannot... Uh, communicate and uh, send out anything unless uh, it's cleared by the uh, Biden administration. In effect, they are censoring. They are trying to, to censor uh, the story of what is happening on the border. Then, of course, there's the issue of fake news and how they are helping this whole uh, the whole situation with the border crisis. Uh, the, uh, there was an article uh, courtesy of uh, Associated Press uh, they ran a uh, a news item that said that uh, less than six percent. Get this, less than six percent of uh, the illegal aliens uh, that were coming across the border uh, that had been checked. Now that that had been checked, uh, were testing positive less uh, for COVID. Less than six percent of the ones that have been checked. What about the thousands, the hundreds of thousands that are not being checked? Okay, what about those? But no, you know, and, and so I guess. If it's only six percent infection, then we're supposed to feel good about it. Okay, so I don't see if I don't understand why that uh, rule of thumb cannot be applied to uh, Americans, so that we can go back to work, we can open up our society and in our economy again. Why don't we use that that thumb? No, uh, the liberals uh, definitely want to use it. Then there's the final issue of the how the. Um, uh, fake news is is ignoring the uh, the obvious. The liberal and out of touch uh, Biden Harris administration continues to defend the handling how they are handling this illegal alien invasion, and the Associated Press and reporters are now uh, writing how the surge of minor illegal aliens of the minors and the strains of the number are causing are, are causing problems on the uh, facilities, but they don't make the connection between the Biden administration's policies and this surge. They they make no connection to it. They ignore the obvious. Uh, my friends, we could go on and on. Let's uh, go ahead and take our break, and we will be right back with our first guest, uh, Sheriff Chuck Jenkins from uh, Frederick County, in Maryland. Thank you for being with us, my friends. I hope that you will continue to support us. Tell your friends about our program. Go online, check out the podcast and share it. And we've got our good buddy, uh, Mr. Todd Benzman with the Uh, Center for Immigration Studies, as well as author of America's Covert War, a very good book, my friends, if you haven't gotten it yet, America's Covert War. We wanted to get uh, Todd on because so many things are happening so quickly at the border uh, that uh, we wanted to, to, to get his perspective Uh, uh, an update of what it is that's uh, happening right now. Uh, Todd, thank you for taking time to be with us today. Tell us, give us an update. What is going on? Uh, I mean, I cannot imagine things getting much worse.
3: Well, you better expand your imagination, George, because it's going to get way worse than this. The migration crisis of 2021 is... um, Rapidly spinning out of control Out of the administration's control They started it uh, Single-handedly It was obvious and predictable Months and months ago Uh, I wrote about it way back then Back in uh, November Starting in November and even uh, Eight months earlier Before there was even a Democratic uh, nominee Selected yet it was obvious That if the Democrats won There was going to be a border crisis uh anyway, it's here and uh it's spinning out of control and the way we are seeing that manifested right now is that the administration is very quietly opening up civic centers, uh other facilities like um the Dallas uh Civic Center to thousands of migrants to uh, mostly underage migrants to house them because the administration told the the world that they would not deport or remove underage migrants so of course they all came <laughs> immediately and uh, sure enough they Censorship. <laughs> there's not really any kind of a, of a problem down there, but, uh, you know, this is America, and the truth eventually will uh, get out. Uh, there's, everybody's wired up with video and audio and cameras and everything else, so, I mean, good luck with that, guys.
0: It, it really is. I mean, it, it's, it's censorship and spin, because what they're trying to do is, you know, I mean, they, they already are delusional enough to pretend that there is no crisis. However, now they're going to be um, uh, pretending that uh, that, that the the sun doesn't rise in the east uh, by by uh, you know, censoring the, the 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 filming or anything of the nature, the social media.
3: They're also pretending like th- this is caused by some other things other than Joe Biden. Right and his administration, which is patently absurd. Everybody was predicting this uh, six and eight months ago. This is so imminently predictable that even the Department of Homeland Security issued a threat assessment in October before the election saying that there was going to be a migration surge and tangentially suggesting that it was going to be because of uh, the political divisions that it expected to continue on. They didn't say Democrats, but it was obvious that there was going to be a migrant surge because the Democrats were messaging that they were going to open the border and end deportation and stop all the Trump stuff. So, of course, they started surging. As early as April and May, they were surging through. I, I interviewed a great many migrants myself who said we're coming because we expect the Democrats to win.
0: Yep. You know, the so, the other aspect of it is what is what is happening currently in Washington regarding the uh now they're having a discussion about another amnesty. Which uh, you know, when they start talking about an amnesty, that's only going to fuel the fire even more.
3: Everybody runs in, man. I mean it's 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 common sense. I mean it doesn't take complex political analysis to figure out I mean these these are migrants They can figure this out. They all have cell phones. They read the news, and they're like, oh, they're not stopping children. They're letting children in, reuniting them with their family. Go. <laughs> get in. Hurry up. Uh, you know, it's not rocket science. But, uh, George, I'm going to be heading down there myself at the end of the week uh, to take a, a look at what's happening on the Mexican side. And uh, when I get back, we'll talk again. I'll tell you what I saw.
0: Which reminds me, because you and I had discussed... Um my going to the um, uh, to the Greyhound station here in San Antonio, which I did, and I need to send you pictures, um, the place looks a-, a disaster, a disaster, as people are uh, coming in from the valley, from the border area, and transferring onto buses and going north. Uh, what's really tragic is that in many cases, some of these people don't even know where they're going. Uh, one young lady from uh, Guatemala was telling me that... Uh, she showed me an an address and all the all the address was a street no number with her her sister's name on it and uh she i mean it was heartbreaking but she asked me if um, if i knew this person in chicago uh you know i don't know what we're going to do i really don't know what we're going to do with these folks
3: well you know we're looking at 100 uh 40,000 that came over in February, the extra 40,000 I'm tacking on there is going to be the Godaways, the estimated yeah, gotaways. Right. Uh, the 100,000 uh, of the 140 are, are folks that were actually encountered and registered by the government. Uh, so uh, March is going to be really banner. I'm guessing it's going to be pushing
0: 200,000.
3: <laughs> yeah, close to 200,000. And do the math. I mean, you know, tally eight months of 200,000, 250,000 a month. Uh, you're looking at millions of people uh, Pouring over that border All at the direct Invitation of the Joe Biden administration And the messaging I just can't get over that It's it's really a stunning thing I've never seen anything like this I think we're looking at um, yeah, you know, Where you have uh, the head of DHS Saying out loud Inside the White House We're not telling you to not come everybody We're just saying you know slow roll coming uh, but you know you, we're going to orderly uh, make sure that all of you in an orderly manner get in <laughs> you know I mean what kind of a thing
0: really I mean what, the what, the top, does, the top what does the border mean to these people what does the border mean to these people it's incredible
3: so, know. Um, I, I really expect that this will be a historic uh, crisis for the country unlike anything that we will see in the future and un- definitely unlike we've ever seen in the past uh, a truly monumental uh, thing that's happening right now and all preventable
0: let me ask you this real quick yeah. todd let me ask you this because in the event that there is a backlash by voters and taxpayers and republicans do take over uh the senate the house what can they do
3: well the damage will already have been done will they'll, they'll be a city the size of Dallas would, and, and the greater Dallas area will have already poured over the border, maybe as big as Los Angeles. Uh,
1: you,
3: you're not
0: How will we to ever to, get these people well, out of here? What's that? How will we ever get these people out of here again?
1: They won't. Yeah. They'll be here
3: permanently. You just simply will not have a large enough ICE enforcement capability to you know, remove people. And Of course, you know people are having uh, American citizen babies and uh, bringing in, uh, getting getting different amnesties, and uh, it'll be far too late. We're going to have in four years, you'll have a city the size of Los Angeles. Have you ever flown over Los Angeles? Yeah. On the appro- the approach to the airport for like thirty minutes straight, it's solid city. You're going to have you're going to have that uh, all in a very short time. It'll be noticed. Let me just put it that way. The country is definitely going to notice this.
0: Wow, it it just really sad Uh, Tell the folks uh, where they can follow you and about your book
3: Yeah, uh, it's America's Covert Border War The Untold Story of the Nation's Battle to Prevent Jihadist Infiltration It's all about that particular threat among all the other threats That's the one that probably gets the most contention and the least attention uh, and you can read me at dot com and see all my media and writings there, and I work for the Center for Integration Studies. You can find all my writings at cis dot org
0: Gotcha, Todd, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us today and to uh, to give us an update of what's happening. Uh, I wish we had better news, but you know you know it is what it is, and um, we're just gonna you know have to deal with it in whatever way we can at the local level.
3: Yeah, and I I hope somebody can uh, point to this uh, radio uh, prediction that I made back in uh, March of 2021 at some future point and say, look, he was wrong. I (laughs) hope that happens.
0: (laughs) Well, unfortunately, I I don't think you're wrong, buddy. I just don't think you're wrong. Todd, thank you very much for being with us today. Have a a safe trip, and we'll talk with you, uh, we'll catch up with you uh, soon enough, and you can tell us about what else you saw down at the border.
3: All right,
0: great. Thanks, George. You got it. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to borderhawk.news. Borderhawk.news has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. Borderhawk.news has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to (laughs) borderhawk.news. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you uh, on uh, KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got uh, our good friend, uh, Sheriff uh, Chuck Jenkins, from Frederick County, Maryland. And we've had him on the show before. He's, uh, he's a good friend of ours. Sheriff Jenkins is uh, one of the many sheriffs that uh, is uh, upholding the Constitution and doing his best to work. To uh, protect his community. However, I want to ask him point blank. Now that the uh, administration, that the new Biden administration, is actually discussing the uh, possibility of uh, of doing away with the agreement that uh, allows for uh, for for ICE to uh take uh, uh, detained illegal aliens criminally illegal aliens, the Biden administration is actually thinking of terminating that program what uh what does he think that would do to his uh community and what does well what does he think about that that proposal? Sheriff Jenkins, thank you for taking time to be with us. Welcome to the show talk to us Tell us about the program and um, what your thoughts are. Uh, should it be terminated?
1: Well, thank you, George, for having me. Uh, it will absolutely have a, a very negative, a detrimental impact on public safety here in Frederick County in my community. Uh, it's been a very successful program. Uh, we have taken uh, roughly 1,750 criminal aliens off of our streets, remove them from our county. We are right now have just ended the seventh consecutive year in reductions of serious crime. Not entirely attributed to the program, but in part because of this program. It's going to absolutely jeopardize public safety, not only in Frederick County, in every jurisdiction that works with ICE. Uh, just the fact that, that a local detention center like mine will have to release criminals back onto the streets rather than turning them over to ICE and being deported is going to absolutely just be devastating to Americans.
0: Tell us real quick about how does how does the program work? Uh, if, if an illegal alien is, uh, is arrested, um, how does the program work? How, uh, how does it work?
1: Very simple layman's terms. Uh, the way it works is if and it, when and every individual, anyone who is arrested, physically arrested, in custody, brought into a jail, into central booking, and is booked on a local charge, arrested for a local violation, local charge, uh, that's when we uh, do an immigration status check. If that individual is determined through that check to be in this country illegally, we prepare and file a detainer, uh, which is the program is closely supervised. It's very scrutinized by ICE. Uh, A detainer exists on that individual uh, when they've been adjudicated, when they've served their sentence. Uh, Now, there's a separate due process for them, but at the end of the day, uh, after that subject has served their time, served their sentence, whatever that may be, that detainer exists that individual is turned over to ICE and, and removed from the country. And that decision is made by ICE on a case-by-case basis. So what happens in effect now if you end the program, an individual is arrested, comes in, into the detention center, uh, and let's say he's charged with a, a heinous violent crime, he's released on a bond, he's back on, he's back out on the street rather than being detained by ICE. So you're in effect, it's a revolving door, uh, placing uh, violent criminals back onto the street, to include drug traffickers, gang members, MS-13. Again, jeopardizes the safety of my community, my county.
0: Now, uh, can you give us an example of uh, of uh, some criminal that uh, you guys picked up and held and turned over to the uh, to the uh, to ICE?
1: Yes, I can give you uh, many hundreds of cases, but I, one I can think of in particular a, a heinous violent rape of a young girl. An individual was, was arrested, taken into custody, tried. When he got to trial, he received uh, like 10 years in prison, all suspended but six months. He served six months in our jail. And at that point, rather than being released, he was turned over to ICE and deported. But if this program goes away, that individual will, will be released back into our community. That's but one of many hundreds of examples of dangerous,
0: heinous, violent criminals. Oh Wow. It, it, it really... I mean, it really shows how uh, how how it's working. Yeah, you know the the um, the proponent in this uh, effort uh, is uh, well the ACLU. I mean, among others, uh, supposedly it is it is several organizations, but the ACLU is kind of le- leading the the charge on this. I cannot imagine what they're thinking, uh, 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 other than just supporting. Uh, illegal aliens. I mean, I, I just don't understand what they can be supporting. If uh, if you if you could sit down with the president right now, you know, and if he would listen to you, what would you tell him? I would appeal to you, Mr.
1: President. Please think about what you're doing because every decision you're making in regard to the border is really uh, really harm safety of American citizens. Every decision you make. This man, and then in the 287 program, will jeopardize American citizens. Americans will be killed, mutilated, assaulted. Uh, I I can't tell you the many hundreds, thousands of who suffer this. But let me make one point to you. So the narrative of the left and the liberals, the ACLU, and and let's say academia, because academia really has taken over a lot of law enforcement uh, executive positions the whole uh, the whole mantra of the left is the 287g program uh, uh basically uh creates mistrust in communities i disagree with that i would argue that i can show you as many studies that say just the opposite as what they're uh, they're pushing in their agenda that is nothing more than a political narrative to end the program and have no border enforcement no interior enforcement simply not true
0: i, I couldn't agree more i mean i all of the all of the Latino folks that I speak to, uh, that live in Latino communities, are telling me about how they want not only the uh, ICE folks to come and pick up all of the um, the criminal aliens that are in their community that live in their community and end up in those communities. But uh, they are you know, victimized. Hmm.
1: They are victimized the most. They are the hardest hit by the criminals.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, that this has the same impact as trying to defund the police. Well, that's. You know, those are the communities that need the police the most.
1: Oh. And, you know, I would, I, com- I would end my conversation with the president by Mr. President, I would look him in the eye and tell him that everything he's doing on this border and, and with ICE and all these decisions is, is hurting America. It's going to destroy America.
0: Oh. Sheriff, um, we've been talking with Sheriff Chuck Jen- Jenkins from uh, Frederick County, Maryland, Uh, Sheriff, thank you very much for taking time and sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, I hope you'll stay safe
1: out there. I will, sir, and please say a prayer for this
0: country. Oh, we've got to. We've got to. Thank you very, very much, Sheriff. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP, 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, our good friend, uh, Sheriff uh, Jeff Gaylor from uh, Hartford County, Maryland. Um, we wanted to reach out to the, to the uh, sheriff because he is one of the sh- uh, very, very outspoken supporters of the uh, immigration, uh, the ICE agreement, 2018. 20- uh, 287G, and um, you know it, it's it's kind of an unusual situation. Sheriff, you are located between uh, Baltimore and Dover, Maryland, and uh, which is you know a good distance from from us from here on the border. Uh, yet you have been a very very outspoken supporter of the uh, twenty of the 287G program. Uh, how does uh, illegal immigration? Impact on you and your community?
2: Well, hi, Georgia, and thank you for having us on this morning. Uh, I certainly appreciate the time to kind of clarify some. You know, facts from fiction, and unfortunately, we're living in a in a world just full of fiction uh, with what we get from the mainstream media. But every, whether you're a border, you know, certainly the border counties, uh, Texas and Arizona, uh, they're seeing uh, currently you know, this this immigration problem at a whole new level an unprecedented level. But every every community in our country is a border country in some sense. You know, between the airports and ports, we have the port of Baltimore here. Um, you know, people flow into our country illegally through many different paths and uh, even if they're coming across the border um, the southern border you know, they end up in every community across America, and you have to look no 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 further than Montgomery County, Maryland, where some of the most egregious um, crimes have happened, and, and Prince George's, two Maryland counties with MS-13 members, MS-13 gang members. Uh, you know it's uh, it's a serious threat to the community. So when I was first running for sheriff, as far back as 2010, I was first elected in 14. Um, I was first researching the 287G program and seeing how it offered uh, to improve public safety by holding those people who are in the country illegally and committing crimes that gets them arrested, um, holds them accountable, uh, to, you know, immigration, uh, standards to ICE. And, uh, it, it was a simple no-brainer for me. In fact, three of the four Republicans running back that year all committed to bringing 287G to Harford County. And, uh, we, we brought it here. Uh, it was elected in 14 and 15. We put our letter of interest in under, ironically enough, President Obama and Vice President Biden are who expanded the 287G program the year that we came into it. Uh, but we were formally accepted in 16, and since then we we've had a great partnership with ICE. Uh, when people are arrested in our community, they're screened at the detention center, and uh, um, if they're found to be in the country illegally, then based on ICE priorities, they're they're either the majority are not even marked for deportation. That's a, that's one of the myths uh, they'll have you believe that everyone found in the country illegally is immediately put on a bus or a plane or a train and shipped out of the country. and It couldn't be further from the truth
0: uh what can you give us an example of some of the uh uh of some of the criminals that you have um uh turned over to uh, ice uh what they what they've done
2: right. well and, and again anything that gets you arrested uh, in, in our county by either the sheriff's office, because we are the primary law enforcement agency here in the county, or by the, uh, we have three municipal agencies, by the state police, if you get arrested for an arrestable offense, so you're not getting a speeding ticket, you're, you're not, um, you know, you being disorderly up to a homicide, it's going to get you screened there at a detention center. So what ICE knows, based on their priority, so there are some cases with low-level offenses where the person's um, earmarked for deportation, that doesn't make sense off the initial charge because the initial charge is not why he's just taking action. But that said, we've had some serious uh, offenses. Uh, we recently had a man from El Salvador who just randomly stabbed a, uh, a patron in a restaurant here in our county, and when he was brought in first-degree assault, you know, attempted murder, um, we found out uh, not only uh, was he in the country illegally, we also found out that he had a sexual assault charge back in 2010. And, of course, in 2010, the sheriff's office or Hartford County didn't participate in the uh, 287g program so no action was taken against him he was allowed to remain in the country and, and the result of that was a stabbing you know a decade later that tried to take a man's life um we also had a uh, individual from turkey who, who's been convicted of a rape of a 17 year old girl here in our county shouldn't have been in the country to start with and we had a uh um a woman who was going to marry a man uh who was in the country illegally and he was uh they were going through the process of actually getting married uh, when he discovered that she he had been uh, sexually molesting her 15 year old daughter. I mean, you know, there's, there's there's serious offenses in there. But again, one of the things you'll hear these um, the ACLU you know, or others attack the program about, or if someone got you know someone got deported for um, speeding or jaywalking, and, and that's not the case. You know, ICE has their priorities. If if they get arrested, they're brought in, they're screened through the correctional process, and that's a, that's another. Um, common lie that the, many organizations like to share. You hear from the ACLU all the time that even the recent letter that President Biden says um, take it out of law enforcement's hands. The 287G program has not had a law enforcement component since back I think that President Obama changed it, did away with the law. We have never had a law enforcement component here in Hartford County. It's simply corrections-based. Our, our law enforcement deputies police officers in the county, the troopers, they have nothing to do with the partnership. They have nothing to do with checking people's papers and the nonsense you hear. It's simply when they're arrested for an offense, we fingerprint, we photograph, um, we check with other jurisdictions to see if someone wants them, and we go one additional step with our partnership to check to see if that person's in the country legally. And again, if not, then ICE takes the the lead and decides whether that person's going to be deported for what ICE knows about them
0: wow now uh this uh this proposal that the um that the ACLU uh has made to uh the Biden administration and the, given given that we've got a defund the, the police uh movement across the country that's that's really really strong given that we've got this uh open borders uh, situation. Now we're going to have this uh, this uh, getting rid of the uh, or terminating the eighty the two eighty seven G program. Uh, how would, would all of that uh, impact? Do you think on, on crime in our backyards? Oh, crime's going to go up. Crime's going to go up across the country. It's
2: going to go up in um, communities. You know, you see, you see it sanctuary. Uh, Those jurisdictions that uh, embrace, you know, bringing people. Um, who shouldn't be in the country. There's legal pathways to citizenship, and our country is great because it is such a melting pot of of different cultures and uh, different peoples. But um, if you you don't want to come legally uh, and you're in the country illegally, you see the high crime rates in those jurisdictions that embrace that lawlessness. Um, Certainly here, uh, I think having the 287G program, um, we're not known as a uh, sanctuary county. I've been in our state capital in Annapolis and and in D.C. as well, but uh, have testified in Annapolis for six years straight Uh, Sheriff Jenkins, uh, Sheriff Adams, two other sheriffs in Maryland have 287G programs, uh, and we have fought off legislation at the state level to kill the 287G partnership for six years. And and, and it's simply based because I think some of our legislators, I don't don't know if it's going to be the case this year because the world has seemed to go on end, uh, but I think the legislators understand when you get into the facts that the lies that they are told commonly are not the case and that this program is a benefit to public safety and does screen out those that pose. It's in the it's in the federal homeland security guidelines, threats to national security, public safety, and border security. Those are the, those are the people that are deporting. Wow. So you ask the question about what we're going to see. We're going to see increased crime, and that's what I tell the community here in Harford County that you know, we want this partnership. We want this partnership to continue, and uh, you know, I, I think it's shameful if President Biden uh, entertains the. Uh, the concept of getting away to uh, satisfy the HLU because he, you know, he was he was a participating member of the administration that put us in, and it is a great partnership with great men and women at ICE who do a hard job, a uh, very thankless job indeed.
0: Sheriff Garrow, thank you very very much for taking time to be with us this morning. Sure. Um, we Appreciate will uh, we will be following this program this uh, this this news item. Some more, and uh, if uh, if we need uh, if we need more information and we need uh, more uh, thoughts, I'm going to re- definitely reach out to you because you're right in the middle of the battle. Yes,
2: sir. Anytime. Happy, happy to happy to argue for facts.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. All
2: right.
4: Stay okay.
0: safe, s- Sheriff. Stay safe. Thank you. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Go to borderhawk.news. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And we've got our good friend, Sheriff uh, A.J. Andy Lauderback from Jackson County, Texas, here. And I wanted to reach out to him because of this uh, proposal by the uh, ACLU to the Biden administration to uh, cancel the 286 or 287, rather, G program. Uh, it, uh, my friends, it's it. It has some tremendous, uh, it, 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 some. It, it could have some tremendous impact on crime and local law enforcement. So I wanted to get uh, since since um, the sheriff, since Sheriff Lauderback has, uh, you know, uh, he's involved with uh, a very large program that includes 18 counties. Uh, probably the largest in the nation But uh, I wanted to reach out to him And ask him about what he thinks about this well, First of all, uh, 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 Sheriff, tell us first of all what the, uh, What is the, A- the 287G program And how does it impact on local um, law enforcement? Well,
4: thanks, George, and thanks for asking me again To, to uh, respond to your listeners on the show Always a pleasure. And I appreciate what you do and the, the uh, information that you share with the with the public out here. The 287G program uh, is, is referencing Chapter 287, Paragraph G of the Immigration Naturalization Act, which is the body of law in this in this country, federal law that's passed. It's on the books, um, you know, for a very long time now. Um, and this is the cooperative area where outside agencies are able to uh, work with through a memorandum of agreement and through training. Um, it, it has a it has a pretty heavy cost. From, to the federal government on there because all of the T1, the T1 line, it's it's corrections only. So let me make that point clear. Uh, in the United States, there are currently no tactical units. In other words, that that would be deputies that are cross-trained with memorandums of understanding with the federal government under the 287G. It, it provides for that, but this the the only thing that's in existence in the United States today are the jail models. Uh, so they're, they're only for people who are arrested, and it, it gives us a, a, a very complete, thorough look on, and a pathway, a legal pathway on what do we do with people who are in the country illegally and commit crimes against, uh, against Texans or Americans anywhere here in the United States. So these, you know, this program is essentially a a fundamental program. And for us, we're here, the 18 counties, the the, uh, Texas Sheriff's uh, Regional Alliance here of 18 counties ranging from Clayburg County all the way to Chambers County. Uh, We're simply uh, partners with the federal government. We have people who are wearing two hats. Uh, There's no additional cost to the county. Uh, other than the actual training hours that, that we need to send them to uh, become proficient at, at being uh, a partner with the federal government in this area. So it gives us access to uh, this program. Uh, again, repeat this. gives us access to the ICE and CBP databases where we're able to identify uh, people who come into our jail with false identities through fingerprints. We're able to identify, A, hey, whether or not they are uh, in the country, legally or illegally, and uh, gives us uh, a lot of uh, information uh, to deal with the people that that are in our jails that have committed local crimes, uh, for say in in Jackson County, whether it's DWI, theft, assault, any of those uh, any of those cases. Uh, you know, we can determine whether or not there is a a nexus to. Uh, ICE, who is Interior Enforcement, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, takes care of the interior of the United States, and of course the Customs Border Patrol takes care of the border area. So, you know, we found it. The uh, 18 sheriffs here in this area, uh, we found it to be extremely beneficial in those cases where identity is unknown or claimed, or we feel uh, that the person trained is, uh, you know, attended the ICE training. Is uh, is very good at that. and They're able to tell whether or not, and then of course run the fingerprints and find out if a person is in fact here uh, in the country illegally, and alert ICE about it. So, so it's a it's a vital pipeline. Uh, it's a it's a necessary um, identity identifier where we're able to positively identify folks who have uh, federal issues that are immigration related and as I've said from day one on this uh, you know we want to do a thorough uh, investigation and and vetting of each person that that we have in jail and I cooperate with any law enforcement agency here in the United States and abroad and as a professional peace officer uh, I think that's what the public pays us to do it expects us to do is I don't pick and choose because that's an immigration issue uh, that's still a crime. Those still those crimes. The uh, ICE and CBP are both law enforcement agencies, and they uh, and we work with them. Uh, we're going to cooperate with them, and we're going to hand over people. We're going to accept the detainees uh, from ICE or CBP, and and assist them in in their role in the law enforcement structure in this country. And that's, uh, I, I believe strongly that that's, uh, you know, one of the true purposes of law enforcement is us to work together uh, for the common good uh, of our citizens in, in our states and counties and local areas uh, across the United States.
0: Now, you know, this, uh, this program <clears throat> seems like it would be very, very important, particularly in a time When we are, when we've got, I mean, for all practical purposes, it's an open border, and we've got, uh, you know, people are just being released after they uh, they are caught and stomped. They aren't being detained uh, for any length of time. Uh, A lot of young people. We don't know if they're really young people. I mean, they look young, uh, but they could be MS-13 members. Uh, A program like this becomes extremely uh, important, in my opinion. Does it not?
4: Well, it's, it's, yes, it's always been important. I thought it's probably one of the most important things that a, that a correctional facility can do or a holding facility can do in the United States. Uh, if you want to know who's in your jail and for what, uh, for what reason, then 287G accomplishes a purpose. Um, so it is a, it's a, a thorough, a thorough vetting or a thorough investigation of the identity of who you actually have in your jail and whether or not they're, uh, they're wanted for any other uh, substantial crimes here in the United States, whether they're border-related or not. So, but yeah, fundamentally, it, it is a, uh, it's, it's what we do as a basic general rule uh, here in the United States on identification, on positive identification of people where we know exactly who we have and, and what they've been uh, convicted for and, and uh, alleged crimes that they've been uh, accused of. So, uh, on past charges. So these are just um <laughs> these, this is uh, again uh, a very basic fundamental uh, aspect of law enforcement uh in, in what we do.
0: The uh you know the situation that uh it, it seems it seems like this uh effort by the C- ACLU complements the uh, defund the police movement as well. I I'm not sure exactly what um, you know? What these Democrats are trying to do? Uh, we, I, I, you know, it, it just is amazing to me, or disturbing.
4: Well, the public has to start uh, understanding, and one of the true roles I think the sheriffs have to undertake uh, when things like this happen uh, in the United States. We have a change of administration with a a different ideology here. Uh, and it creates the chaos that they have. The, you know, open borders is certainly what we have today. ICE has been uh, completely nullified by policy and policy changes. CBT, the same thing. Uh, you know, a memo of understanding, uh, uh, you know, a memorandum from the uh, uh, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, who's in charge of our border uh, on the southern, uh, our southern border with Mexico, is is the one where these massive policy changes from the Biden administration come through DHS and the new secretary of Alejandro uh, Mayorkas, uh, who's an avid open border advocate uh, for a very long time. Uh, This is not about uh, a welcoming country. Uh, This boils down a lot to power, uh, achieving a permanent majority in this country. Uh, Open borders is a huge topic. It is a catastrophic crisis that is brought about by policy changes from the Biden administration to make sure that each listener makes has a clear understanding that we did not have this uh, issue until after January the 20th when the policy changes went in effect where ICE and CBP were no longer allowed to do their job. And so fundamentally here in law enforcement in the United States, the ACLU, despite a, a horrific issue at the border now with a daily death toll in the chaos... From the policies that have been enacted, we have the ACLU as a civil liberties union, uh, further trying to erode and diminish law enforcement capability. Whether it's defund the police, whether it's do away with 287g, uh, all of these things make America less safe, and Texans less safe, and Americans less safe. And that's that is uh, it's reprehensible. Uh, it's sad, um, but, um, you know, as we are reminded, uh, elections have consequences. And so uh, you know, Texas and the American people uh, are, are going to pay the price for this. And it's sad, and law enforcement will do the best job we can, despite what, uh, you know, what, uh, what cards we've been dealt uh, in, in this
0: issue. I couldn't have said it better, uh, Sheriff. Thank you very, very much. We've been speaking with uh, Sheriff A.J. Lauderback from Jackson County, Texas here. Uh, and, uh, Sheriff, I, I I, really, truly appreciate everything that you're doing, uh, everything that your deputies do in, in uh, law enforcement and keeping us safe. Uh, anything that well, you'd like to George, I'm add telling to... you, enough
4: can't be said for people like yourself. Seriously, you, you're... Your listeners uh, should be reminded clearly that truth and reality uh, in this in this company is it, coming from you. And uh, I hope that they're they're listening. Uh, these policies will affect crime in the United States. Period. End of story. The the this is an absolute issue where the cartels and we don't have time today. Go into maybe another time. I can uh, illustrate the the growth of the cartel since the Biden administration took over. He will probably be one of the greatest facilitators and complicit in criminal activity in this country and in Mexico uh, in our lifetime. Uh, that's 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 sad, but. The, the growth of the cartels is unbelievable since then. mean, they have been waiting in four years. They've been held in abeyance. They, the policies of the Trump administration stabilized the border to a point we have not seen in over 50 years. And those policies worked. Those policies were solid. They stabilized the border. They allowed legal immigration to come in and we were we were in the best shape we've been in this country with a stable, solid border uh, uh, defining American values that we would ever had. And, and those were gone in a in in matter of in a matter of hours. Amazing. So I appreciate you and, and, and your ability to, to get this message out to, to your listeners.
0: Thank you very much for those kind words, Sheriff. Thank you very, very much. You stay safe, and we will be in touch with you later on. Because uh, later on, because we do want to hear more about the the cartels and uh, the impact that these policies are having on uh, on everyday Americans away from the border. I mean, in our own backyards.
4: Yes, be glad to be glad to just let me know. Thank
0: you very much once again, my friends George Rodriguez El Conservador. Once again, my friends George Rodriguez El Conservador. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, we appreciate. Uh, your listenership we appreciate your support uh we are sponsored by border hawk news i hope that you will go uh online and check uh, border hawk news uh and support them because they support us and uh if you're looking for a speaker if you're looking for someone to uh, come and talk to you about race immigration and fake news my friends please feel free to contact me george rodriguez uh, he either here at KLUP 9:30 AM radio, or on Facebook, uh, or uh, via email. There's uh, uh, there's many many ways that you can contact me. All you have to do is just go online, go on the uh, computer, do a s- search for George Rodriguez El Conservador, and I pop up all over the place. Once again, my friends, thank you for being with us. Thank you for supporting us. We have got to be strong, my friends. We've got to continue. To uh, push back, not be afraid of the left. Uh, we cannot. We've got to preserve our our nation and our society the best we can, my friends. Until next time, thank you for being with us, George Rodriguez, El Conservador.